1: to the mid-
0: Hello and welcome back to Pacific Point of View. I'm Tyler Budge. I'm Hayden Weber and I'm Colt Almodova. And together we are the Pacific Point of View. Uh, had the cue had the on uh, the next episode of Pacific Point of View on my iTunes, so we actually heard the first two seconds of, <laughs> of one of the old ones. I think I heard the, the seagull noises in that. <laughs> so that's like throwback to season two. Um, but we're back and uh, let's jump into some surprises. Uh, there's sure to be a lot from this chaotic week.
1: Surprise, If I woke up tomorrow with my head sewn to the carpet, I wouldn't be more surprised than I am right now.
0: All right, Cole, let's start with you. Uh, biggest surprise.
1: Let's go to the Mountain West. Utah State, what a sluggish start to the season. The reigning Mountain West champions just fell to Weber State. It was 35-7. to I mean, after absolutely getting curb stomp versus Bama last weekend, you were grinding it out versus UConn two weeks prior. Utah State absolutely fell from the heights of the Mountain West and even the top 25 in college football to now probably the bottom 25 of college football. I agree. I mean, that was a game
0: that I feel like kind of fell under the radar simply because of the other chaos that happened in the top 10 and top 25. But for Utah State, just what a slap in the face. You go from, oh, wow, Jim Mora-led UConn team, must have improved a lot. They gave us a real test to okay, it's Bama, you know, whatever, 55 nothing. they're really good, to just getting absolutely obliterated by Weber State. Unreal result there. That was definitely up there for me. Uh, Texas not only almost pulled the upset, but they should have pulled the upset. Like, Texas choked, and it, it was just so surprising, and I guess it shouldn't have been that surprising. Bama looks fraudulent on the road
2: all year last year, and, well, it happened again. See what happens when you actually schedule true road non-conference games. What a concept. And look, (laughs) Alabama almost loses for the first time to a non-conference team in dang near 15 years. So that was pretty crazy. There were three major, major upsets that took place this week. Since you guys didn't hit on them, I'll kind of mention each of them. Yep. Wazoo over number 19 Wisconsin came out of absolute left field. (laughs) <laughs> and that came out of nowhere. And what's really cool about that is Jake Dickert, Washington State's head coach, grew up a Wisconsin fan. He's from Wisconsin. So that must have been really cool for yeah. him. App State, once again, defeating a top 10 team on the road. Pulled off the biggest upset in college football history back in 07. Yeah. Get another big one here over number six A&M. And A&M's offense is just embarrassing. It's yeah. so bad. Embarrassing. Haynes King under 100 yards through the air. And one of Texas A&M's two touchdowns came on a kick return, that was uh, pretty pathetic stuff. And I think the most shocking upset of all of them, even more so than the App State one, Marshall, yep. the thundering herd over the Fighting Irish of Notre Agreed. Dame, and the score didn't even indicate Marshall dominated did. that football did. game, absolutely dominant. And it was a double whammy for the Irish because not only did they lose and basically get eliminated from the playoff discussion in week two, Mm -hmm. they lost their starting quarterback, Tyler Buckner, for the season. So they're going to have to ride the pine for the rest of the season. They're going to have to go with Drew Pine.
0: I mean, anyone who saw Buckner play knows that that's not a gigantic loss. Their offense was still very cathartic with him. I think the Marshall one was so surprising simply because – they weren't on anyone's radar as even a, like a great Sun Belt team this year. It, no. was, it was at State that you're like, oh yeah, they're legit, and we just watched them test North Carolina. Marshall, it was like, yeah, it's a, like they've been decent in years past. I think they won seven, eight games last year yeah. in the Sun Belt. But the way they dominated, I saw a tweet said, if that game went on for another quarter, Marshall would have won by even more. And yeah. that's how much they dominated that game, just unreal.
1: But look at that. Marcus Freeman is now 0-3 as the head coach at Notre Dame. I mean, who would have thought that would have been the case? I, it's
0: honestly, it blows your mind to think about. It. And we talked about the game with Cal and Notre Dame this week. It's going to be a pillow fight. We yeah, thought it would they be. They could
1: very well lose that one too.
0: A crazy one. Uh, but yeah, lots to be surprised about. I'm sure we'll we'll touch and talk about more of those things in depth as the show goes on. But let's talk about who was eating their wheaties this last week.
2: Better get your
0: whole brain. I eat my All
1: right, Colt. Who was eating their wheaties? Bo Nix, okay, 28 <laughs> for 33, 277. Five tutties versus Eastern Washington. They dropped a 70-piece in that game. I also want to point out a Hawaii connection in this one. Here it is. Kilo's Kilo Hassan Ritter. He's the freshman running back. He was the guy that brought the game from 63 to 70 off of his first career rushing touchdown. Uh, yeah, I had to give some love to the Hawaii boy.
0: Well, good for him. I'm not going to try and pronounce that name, but uh, I'll <laughs> shout out the, uh, the USC... I I'm going to say Jordan Addison, just to pick one, but the skill guys, honestly. You saw um, Dye run for over 100 yards and a touchdown. You saw Caleb Williams throw for 370, whatever it was, and four touchdowns, didn't throw a pick. And Jordan Addison, I mean, the guy's a dude. He I mean, He's <laughs> seven receptions, 172 yards, two touchdowns. What more can you say? Uh, he keeps putting together performances like that, especially with other guys like JSN not really doing as much. He could be going for another Belenikoff.
2: Absolutely. And I'm going to shout out a guy who had a great performance this week, flew a little bit under the radar with all the great performances we saw around the conference. Utah tight end Dalton Kincaid, seven receptions for 107 yards, two touchdowns, which I believe came on consecutive drives for the Utes, who defeated Southern Utah 73-7. Whew. Yeah, They uh, one-upped ASU from a couple years back when ASU obviously got that 70-7 win in Tucson. But Utah can always expect – fantastic play and production from their tight ends no matter what and that's such a great luxury because if something happens with brant keithy or somebody's having an off night you can just turn to dalton kincaid who's just as good those are two like first all team Pac-12 12 first team kind of guys at the tight end position and uh, Kincaid balled out, so congrats to him. I'll tell you what. There's nothing more
0: entertaining than an elite tight end going to work. I love nice. watching Keithy go to work. I love watching Kincaid. Luke Musgrave this year at Oregon State, he's been phenomenal. That guy you got to watch out for. He's had, I think, 80-plus yards in both their first two games, including in the last drive against Fresno State. They just kept going to Musgrave. And the only reason he didn't walk it off is because Jack Coletto exists and because he got injured. Um, and then who is that guy, Bartholomew? What team was that where he had the hurdle down the sideline? Gavin line? Bartholomew, Pitt. It, was it Pitt? Yes. Yes, he had the hurdle and the touchdown. Absolute insanity. Um, but, you know, with every guy that's eating their Wheaties, there's a guy that's making poor decisions. He's eating their Fruit Loops. Hayden, who was eating their Fruit Loops this week? There were
2: a couple glaring options here. I picked on <laughs> J.T. Shrout last week, so I'm going to go in a different direction. But I'm going to stay on the same team Colorado's oh. entire front seven got <laughs> whooped by Air Force. They allowed 435 rushing yards oh and a 41 goodness. to 10 loss to Air Force. And Air Force's quarterback, Hazik Daniels, completed one pass for eight yards. Yep. And they still dropped a 40 piece on Colorado. And at this point, it just seems like nothing is is going right for Colorado. There is nothing for them to write home <laughs> about. And I, was, I had a little bit of hope for Colorado before last week. I predicted they were going to you know, hang tough with Air Force. I picked
0: them to win. I, I thought maybe there was something there. And but they I... just
2: get blown out. And that is so demoralizing because it just feels like their season's shot. And th- we barely started the season. We're not even a conference play. And now, hey, guess what? You get to play Minnesota on the road. Oh, oh gosh.
1: Good <laughs> luck. Yeah, I'm gonna do something I've never done before Uh-oh. for this Fruit Loops pick. Um, coming in for our week three Fruit Loops, I'm picking Jaden Delora.
0: Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> okay,
1: he had Out of left field. three interceptions in that game that we went to. Um, those turnovers proved very costly versus a Mike Leach team yep. who is great on offense and you know can capitalize. The U of A defense, to their credit, kept them in the game, but Delora was no help on offense. Yeah, I mean, time and time again, uh, just blown opportunities. That
0: Mississippi State defense does not mess around. Uh, Cole and I actually snuck into the student section at that game, <laughs> harassed some U of A fans. It was pretty fun um, in a playful manner. But not, uh, <laughs> the, not the nicest of fans at no, U of A. they were pretty rude once they learned we were ASU students. I wonder why. They
1: did not embrace us. Like, um, we embraced them.
0: J.T. Shrout has to get a shout-out, though, because he was horrible. He's he's going to be a Brute Loops guy all week. I know you already shut it out, but I need to read the stat line. 5 of 21, 51 yards a pick, 6 carries for 3 yards. Yikes. Um, I don't know who they're going to go with. Those guys are both awful. 5 for 21? But I've got a... Tanner McKee. Tanner McKee, and the reason I say Tanner McKee, he threw two picks on Stanford's first two drives. They ended up only losing to USC by 13. And to set the tone for the game like that, it's almost like McKee almost took them out of the game. He ended with a decent stat line, threw for about 200 yards and a touchdown, but... Man, I mean, Stanford actually could have had a chance at pulling something late there, um, but kind of just took themselves out of the game early and and allowed these star players on USC to just dance on them. So uh, missed opportunity for Stanford. And uh, let's jump to the big picture. Week three, uh, we've got a new AP poll, fresh 25 out there. What are you guys' thoughts on the new AP poll?
2: So I've got three Big takeaways, I guess, is uh, the AP poll got it right by putting Georgia over Alabama. Yep. I think that was uh, the right call. Uh, Georgia was obviously dominant against, I think it was Sanford that they beat. So, yeah. Some minor. Another shutout.
0: Or not another shutout, but another no touchdown game,
2: I yeah. should say. So uh, UGA's defense is absolutely legit. Congrats to the Dogs. And then uh, Texas getting ranked after a loss. They're in at number 21, which showcases how much optics matter more so than wins and losses mm-hmm. in the current era of college football. I think, you know, Texas earned a lot of people's respect after that performance, including myself, but I don't think they should have gotten ranked. And Period. then I'm surprised that A and M is still ranked, but Marshall is not. That seems a little weird to me.
1: Can I mean you shouldn't be... be surprised. This is the S E C well, exactly. Bias. Exactly. Well said. Um yeah. but yeah you know to follow up on that point you know the rankings love Kentucky they they moved up 11 yeah. Arkansas is also i think in the top 10 but BYU got some significant lo- love they're up at number 12 after beating Baylor i think they have the best chance after you know 3 weeks to get in as a non you know power 5 esque team yeah BYU fans would hate you for not calling them power 5 them and Notre Dame and those guys they all love yeah, to be called not power not really 5. i wouldn't really consider BYU power 5 would you It's fringe. It's very fringe, I agree. Notre Um, Dame,
2: clearly.
0: Notre Dame, Yes. yes. I think they've earned that. Um, my biggest takeaway, and I, it's like beating a dead horse at this point, but I just hate the AP poll logic, how much they stick to their preseason poll rankings. Marshall should be above AM. They beat them head to head. AM has a loss, but it doesn't matter because AM was six in the preseason. Oregon State has a better resume than Ole Miss, Oregon, AM, NC State, Penn State, Wake Forest, and yet all those teams are ranked. Oregon State's receiving 42 votes because guess what? They weren't ranked preseason. So it's just annoying, and, and I should be looking at Oregon State number 18 right now but 18. it's not happening number, number four in the country whoa <laughs> but uh in big news scott frost nebraska loses at home to georgia southern he gets the boot and he gets it three weeks before it would have saved uh nebraska 7.5 million dollars questionable um, man big gaping hole in nebraska now who takes over
2: <laughs> yeah hey shout out to the fighting clay Heltons right. of georgia southern right it clay done. Guys, I literally had it penciled in after that loss because I assumed Nebraska was gonna was gonna wait a little bit to fire him. Yep. I was gonna be like, I'm surprised Scott Frost still has a job. Well, uh, he's he's gone. Uh, he's gone finally. It him and it's coincidental that it was Clay Helton who that delivered him out. the knockout blow <laughs> after Clay Helton was on the hot seat for like five years at USC. Mm-hmm. So that's just hilarious. Um, I agree. But as far as potential replacements. Okay, Matt Campbell seems like an obvious choice. I've heard his name thrown around a lot. Matt Campbell has done a tremendous job in his, what is it, six, seven years at Iowa State now. He's built them into a perennial Big 12 contender. Uh, and then Dion Sanders is a name oh, to keep an eye on. Oh, that's the I just be the feel like one. Nebraska could really use an outside-of-the-box hire. They seem to like to go the safe route they did it yeah. with scott frost they did it with mike riley agreed neither of those hires worked out they need to they need a hail mary here and deon yeah. sanders is obviously not proven at all at the fbs level but he's a great recruiter and i think he could really he flip could the culture yeah. on a dime at nebraska And That'd i agree. do think he's going to take a lot of those jackson state guys with him so that's another name to keep an eye out for. Very interesting. Yeah,
1: so I had Matt Campbell as well as my best bet for Nebraska, but here's two guys that are currently not coaching that may need a job. Uh, number one is Todd Graham. <laughs> he currently <laughs> does no not coach. Way. There's no. So way. who knows what happens there. And then I've seen some things about Urban Meyer. Oh. Okay, I mean, who knows? What if that guy goes back in? <laughs> Colts just operating in hell over there, They'll just, just maybe, hi- dude.
2: Throw Rolovich in there.
1: Let's do it. The dysfunction will just hire more dysfunction.
2: But so, so yeah. Urban Meyer's your head coach. You put Graham at DC. Rolo is your offensive That would actually be an insane yeah. team. <laughs> yeah, they, they would.
0: I'll I'll throw a few out there. Lance Leipold. Um, it yep. looks like he's already turned around Kansas. At least early this season, they're two and zero. I I know Kansas fans would hate to hear that, but it's certainly a name they've been throwing out there. Uh, Mark Stoops at Kentucky, yeah, he's got them top ten. I don't know why he would leave the SEC, but it is the Big Ten. It's the other power conference. I've had Coach Ed Orgeron getting thrown out there. I don't know if he would come out of retirement. It seems like
2: like a stretch. Feels like a weird fit. Uh, Clay Helton. No (laughs) way. No way. He beat him. He'll get another Power Five job, but he needs a couple years on the proving grounds at GSU.
0: But yeah, I mean, from the chaotic weekend, um, what other takeaways do you guys have? What other observations on a Saturday that I would like to dub Sunbelt Saturday?
2: Yeah, Uh, the elite of college football this year is actually not as untouchable as we may have thought. Obviously, we've, uh, you know, Bama looked great against Texas, or Texas looked great against Bama. Bama nearly lost. Ohio State... That close win against Notre Dame doesn't look as good anymore. Yeah, We know Michigan and Clemson, who are also top five teams, are beatable. And it kind of just seems like Georgia's the top dog right now. Agreed. Um, They've showed
0: no weakness so far.
2: Yeah, but I think we could see some, some parity down the stretch. I'm excited. I would agree. Georgia's the only one that's looked strong.
1: Yeah, and then for the group of five, I don't know. I think your best bet lies within, obviously, BYU, but they're on the fringe. Maybe it's Air Force right now. I I don't think last year's, you know, getting a group of five with Cincinnati into the playoff is going to happen this year. I don't think there's really any chance of that. Um, You know, Houston going into the season was regarded as maybe that team, but after losing to Texas Tech last week, and I think we can rule that one out, um, I don't know who's left. Tulane, maybe? Hey, well, speaking of the playoff picture, let's jump into
0: it. Uh, Who are some teams that jumped onto your radar that weren't on your radar maybe at the start of the season this last week?
2: I'm going to say USC. Um, okay. USC has done what has been expected of them to this point. But just with Texas A&M losing, Bama coming down to earth, obviously Clemson is, has looked sloppy. They're oh, somehow, their are is still terrible. Their defense gave up team.
0: 386 yards to Furman last week. Yeah, I don't just, know if you guys saw that.
2: USC is better than Clemson. I'm just going to come out and say that. Whoa. And uh, I'm buying into USC. I really think they have a great chance to go into the playoffs this year. I've seen enough of their offense to know nobody in the PAC 12 pound for pound offensive side of the ball is going to be able to hang with them. It's just a matter of, you know, USC is going to get into some shootouts, but even then I've been very impressed with their defense. Yeah. What two pick sixes in the, in the first week against rice, they had another one against Stanford. So USC's stock, as far as the playoff picture goes, has gone off the charts for me.
1: All right. I'm looking at Michigan. I mean, not just because they absolutely cooked my team this past weekend, <laughs> but because they committed to JJ McCarthy, you know, going into this year. I mean, after the, the two week tryout between McCarthy and McNamara, it seems the new guy has won. Yeah. And I think that's JJ. actually a pretty crazy situation for a team that was led by McNamara, who won the Big Ten last year and made the playoff last year. It almost seems like if McCarthy doesn't work out down the stretch, you can just put him in you can just put uh, McNamara in and he'll still be fine. So I think you know Jim Harbaugh is in a great spot going into this season, potentially beating Ohio State again after how they've looked to start the year. Yeah, he's got two
0: quarterbacks. They're both bought in, and it seems like they can both play at a, a playoff level. Could be scary. Um, Marshall, don't 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 hate on me, guys, but Marshall's undefeated. Wait, playoff? In the playoff? In the playoff? In the playoff. Hear Whoa. me out. Marshall's undefeated Whoa. in the playoff. They, they beat Notre Dame. Hear me out. Notre Dame gets their feedback under him. Wins. I mean, the team that made the playoffs from the group of five last year beat Notre Dame. Just some food for thought. I don't think that'll happen, but, you know. Um, Wake Forest. Sam Hartman's back. How about Hmm. them Demon Deacons? They look good. All right. I I thought that they looked impressive. They did what teams should be doing to Vandy. Shout out Hawaii. Um, (laughs) And they did it on the road. And then we've got Kentucky. How about that? Kentucky on the road. They beat up who we thought was a Heisman contender, and Anthony Richardson made him look awful. That Kentucky defense does not mess around. But with every team coming on to the playoff radar... You've got teams falling off the radar. Who are some teams that kind of dropped off it
2: this week? The clear-cut answer is Texas A&M, who uh, made a lot of people, including myself, look, look stupid for, for putting them in their preseason mm, playoff. Yep. On paper, talent-wise, it's there. I mean, this is... They're like the third most talented team in the country. Exactly. And they pulled the greatest recruiting class of all time, and then they turn around and lose to App State, who, by the way, did you guys see that video leaked from the Midnight Yell. Yeah. If you oh, guys if our listeners leaders. haven't seen that, it's it's pretty lame and uh, App State just absolutely embarrassed them. Texas A&M has completely fallen off my radar, even if they went out, I think you're hard-pressed to put them in there. Yeah. Well, um, maybe not cuz they're in the SEC. Well, but uh, there's no way they're winning out. I'll just say that. That's valid.
1: I'm not ready to take them out of my playoff yet by any means. But I think Oklahoma might be a little fraudulent. A little bit. Interesting. Especially on offense. The and Hawaii I, slander this no, week. I know. It's a little weird for <laughs> this me. Is, what is going on like, with Colt this year? Holy. I still have Dylan Gabriel winning the Heisman. Don't get me wrong here. <laughs> but I see some issues offensively. They've been holding guys, I believe, to eight or six points on defense. So that's you know, you know know naturally expected with Venables coming in as your head coach. But offensively, they were like... I think they're only up by three at the half against Kent State or seven. Yep, that's not good. And so going into next week and you know later in the season, I don't know if Oklahoma is legit.
0: Yeah, Oklahoma looking a little sus there. Um, Texas A&M out. Notre Dame two losses and no conference championship games. Come on, mm, I think they're yeah. out. Baylor tough loss. Now they have to go. They have to win every game in the Big 12 to make the playoff.
2: It's a path, but it's not looking it's good. It's not looking
0: good. And then Clemson, they look like the same exact team as last yep. year. Yep. I, I would be able to confidently say I don't believe they're making the playoffs um, this year, especially with that road game against Wake Forest shortly coming. Um, I also have some sad news, guys. We what? have our first broken bulletin board material of the year.
2: Hayden, uh, I, it looks like you know what it is. Yep. I uh, picked Alabama to not trail in a game until November. Wow. And um, obviously that was proven wrong, but I'm not too mad about it. I'm I'm glad Alabama's coming down to earth. It was sort
0: of a win-win bulletin (laughs) board. Right, you'll take it.
2: All right, well, uh, with that, let's jump into week
0: two picks in the national picture. Not a ton of crazy games this week, but still have five pretty exciting ones. Um, And who knows, chaos is always on the horizon. First off, number six, Oklahoma at Nebraska, not sure who Nebraska's coach is. I know it's an, an intern guy. Mickey uh, Joseph. Mickey Joseph. Oh, yeah, the first blackhead coach in Nebraska like sports history. Shout out. Um, Let's go. Can Nebraska pull the upset?
2: Can they? Yes. Will they? I don't think so. Uh, obviously, we got absolutely flamed by Nebraska fans for picking them to lose to Oklahoma mm-hmm. uh, on those preseason Instagram posts. And uh, I think I'm going to – Take some pleasure in watching Oklahoma absolutely dismantle the Cornhuskers. But there is always that chance where you make an early season coaching change. It rallies the troops. We've seen it before. It could happen. I don't think it will. I got Boomer sooner. Too much dysfunction at Nebraska right now. And
1: I think for an Oklahoma offense that struggled last weekend, especially Dylan Gabriel, you're on big noon kickoff this weekend. Okay. There's some national exposure. Here's yep. where you stand out. I got Oklahoma hammer. I think Nebraska would have been a sneaky, sneaky upset
0: pick if they had found a way to beat Georgia Southern and if Scott Frost was still there. Weirdly, weirdly, when you have a head coach fired and an interim head coach takes over, you sometimes have those teams weirdly play really well. I think you could see this game be close, but I I believe Oklahoma comes out on top in the end. Uh, Next up, we've got number 22, Penn State. They're going to travel to play Auburn. Go ahead. this should have been game day probably but it's not game day I realize we don't have game day on here but we'll we'll, I'll throw that in at the Mm. end anyways but Mm.
2: Penn State at Auburn it was a great game last year I think it'll be a good game this year Penn State obviously has proven they've already gone on the road they can they can win on the road they beat a really good Purdue team week one Auburn looked really good against Mercer in the first week and then came back last week and and laid an egg against San Jose State. They won the game, but it wasn't pretty. And uh, I don't know if I trust TJ Finley. I love Tank Bigsby, Auburn's running back. He's an absolute stud. But across the board, I just feel like Penn State is the better football team. Like I said, they've beaten Purdue. This is gonna be a much tougher environment that they're playing in at Jordan-Hare. I like the Nittany Lions by a field goal. Give me Penn State.
1: Man, I got Auburn to win the rematch of last year's matchup. I think on paper, yes, Penn State should be favored in this one. But to me, I see this one as a toss up. It's a fun game. It's, you know, a Penn State passing attack versus Tank Bigsby. I'm going to go Tank. All right. I mean, weird things happen to Jordan Hare, man. Weird
2: things.
0: (laughs) Uh, I, however, have watched T.J. Finley throw the football, and he's the starter for Alabama, or for Auburn. Oh, I almost committed a Cardinal sin there. But, <laughs> so I, I believe Penn State wins due to superior quarterback play Clifford. and Sean Clifford, baby. And I, I think they get the job done mm. in a very, very hostile environment.
2: Is it just me or has
0: Sean Clifford been there for like six years? It's, it's not just you. It's That's <laughs> that's a fact. He's been there forever. I think he's gotten an injury red shirt, an actual red shirt, a COVID red shirt. He's... he's Worn a lot of shirts. Was he
1: the guy right after Trace McSorley? I believe yeah. so. Yeah. Damn.
0: Uh, next up, we've got uh, Texas Tech, who is two and O, traveling to
2: play number 16 NC State, who's looked a little fraudulent this year. Texas Tech is on the rise, and I'm really excited for that program and what they've got going on. They've obviously already beaten Houston, who was kind of a you know dark horse New Year's Six potential playoff team. Uh, So I I really like what's going on in Lubbock. NC State, really sketchy. Week one win, obviously. They bounced back last week. I just think the Wolfpack get it done here at home. Texas Tech, that's a lot to ask of them to beat Houston and then turn around and beat NC State. This early in the season, I just don't see it yet. Give me the Wolfpack. But
1: the Red Raiders are up for the challenge here. Oh, man. All right. NC State is solid with Devin Leary, but something tells me Texas Tech was up 17-3 to last week on Houston going into the half. I don't think they blow a, another lead. I think they start off this game early. I think they take the lead. I think they win this one on the road. Interesting. I'm sensing
0: maybe you're, you're still salty. NC State choked your upset pick. Or oh, they absolutely blew it. I, <laughs> I had
1: money on it too, man. I think NC State is fraudulent this year for no reason.
0: <laughs> I, I think NC State gets their legs under them this game. I think they get into rhythm. Mm. Um, I think they put it together. I love what NC State's got going on. I also agree Texas Tech is on the rise, yeah. uh, but I think this will be a tough loss for them. Look for them to still steal a few games in Big 12 play this year, though. Um, Next up, we've got UTSA coming off of a crazy overtime win over Army. They travel to play
2: number 22, Texas, coming off of a loss at home. UTSA has played in back-to-back overtime games to start the season against Houston and then obviously against Army. So uh, who knows how fatigued they're going to be. Texas, it just seems like after a really great performance where one would deem that Texas is back, they turn around and lay an egg the next week. I don't think Texas loses this game. Hold your horses, uh, Texas fans. I'm not calling an upset. (laughs) I think UTSA is going to make this one a little too close for comfort. Uh, I like the Roadrunners to um, cover, uh, but I I think Texas gets it done, and I guess a somewhat unimpressive win. But it's tough to say that because UTSA – is a really good uh, group of five team. They're respected at this point.
1: Scary matchup for the Longhorns, especially when you're starting Hudson Card. I wasn't necessarily convinced, you know, that he was legit last weekend or healthy. Right, you see him limping around. And so I think there's going to be a lot more conservative play calls in terms of throwing the ball. A lot of that's going to end up falling on Behan Robinson. But I think if the defense plays the way that they did last week, that's gonna be the difference in this one. I got Texas winning the scary game.
0: Yeah, I think defense wins me over in this game. I want I think Texas wins ugly. They win real ugly. Uh, next up we've got number 13 Miami traveling to play another team that is reeling
2: in the state of Texas. Number 24, Texas AM. I have flipped back and forth on this game so much. And uh, I'm gonna say Texas A&M gets it done here. I really like Miami and uh, Tyler Van Dyke at quarterback. I'm very impressed with the Canes. I think Mario Cristobal is going to get them to where they're consistently competing in the ACC, where they're kind of going to be the new pit, I think. Um, but as far as a and I saw, I'm not exactly sure what the records are, but Kevin Sumlin has a better record at Texas A&M, or had a better record at Texas A&M. <laughs> than Jimbo. At, that, at you know, this point wow. where Jimbo's at. So. Jimbo's been uh, pretty disappointing, I'm going to be honest, at Texas A&M so far. Uh, Again, I like the Aggies to get it done, but if they lose, dare I say Jimbo on the hot seat. I mean, just unacceptable. It's just unacceptable at Texas A&M for them to be 1-2. They're paying him a lot
0: of money, though. Exactly. Not only are
2: they paying Jimbo, they're paying the players, what, $40 million or whatever. Yeah. But, uh, you know, (laughs) with that roster and the pedigree and the expectations, no reason for them to be 1 and 2. Agreed. With that, I'm going to take the Yankees.
1: I have no idea who wins this game. Toss okay. up. Okay, it is a toss up. You know, AM is trying to get a bounce back win at home in prime time. but I don't know. I think also their season could be deflated from last weekend. So you know what? I'm taking Miami and Tyler Van Dyke. All right, Colt the contrarian. Uh, I'm going to pick Texas AM, and I pick Texas A&M
0: simply because with the talent that Texas AM has on their roster. Especially against a first-year coaching staff at Miami, I just I just think that they've got to bounce back, right? They've they've got to bounce back. If they don't bounce back and win this game, there is a chance we see a deadly deadly spiral uh, of death from Texas A&M, and there's a chance we see an insane buyout of Jimbo Fisher's contract. I don't know what the numbers would be there, but let's just say the Aggies would be paying off that debt for the rest of their lives. This one wasn't on uh, the the play sheet at the start i'm calling it audible all right uh, because i realize we don't have college game day on our picks troy at app state let's go it's college game day this week so um just on the fly who you got in this game
2: app state no reason to (laughs) no reason to go the other way here i think the mountaineers uh cruise to a nice victory in the national spotlight appalachian state does it again
0: yeah i agree i think it was the right choice by game day in a week where not a ton is going on might as well get that one uh the one for the little guy, you yeah. know? Uh, and it... you know what, Troy? Troy fans didn't think they were getting game day. True. Troy fans are probably like,
2: <laughs> let's go. True. You know? Is it just me or is App State one of the most universally liked teams in college yes. football? I, I just I love get that Up vibe. State. I always find myself pulling for them.
1: Yeah, and they've been good for the Sun Belt, so... Another thing with College Game Day, we got Pat McAfee on the show. How did you guys like, you know, his official long-term debut last weekend? I, I was hesitant, but I actually really liked the energy
0: he brought. And I think he didn't push it too much. He wasn't overwhelming. I, I liked what what he brought.
2: I didn't watch it, but uh, obviously I heard good reviews, <laughs> so... um Game day needs uh, a, a boost. They need something I think fresh, he's the right something boost. new. And he's young, too. He can be there for a exactly. while. Exactly. Is,
1: is he trying to be like the replacement for Corso? I is think that, so. Is that I what think there's leading, I mean,
2: to? It might be. You'll never replace Corso. No, he True. would be the, the next guy, though, that's centric. Correct. You know? Kind of that You know, silly guy. That who, wild guy. Exactly.
0: Perfect. Um, time for upset picks. Um, I correctly picked my upset pick this last week. Kansas beating West Virginia. I'm doubling down on the Jayhawks. Kansas against Houston. You know what? Give it to me. I think the Jayhawks are on the rise. That's a very good West Virginia team. We watched them almost take out Pitt, and Kansas beat them. So I think Kansas pulls off another upset. Hammer Kansas.
2: Wow. I love that pick, by the way. Um, This is a pick that I made before the season that I thought was going to age poorly, but now looking back on it, this kind of reaffirms what I think. Going to the Pac-12, where BYU, as a three-and-a-half-point dog, goes into Autzen wow. Stadium and beats the Oregon Ducks. Wow. I'm just How you not, like not impressed now. with Oregon. I mean, obviously, we've only seen two games from Oregon. Polar opposites, obviously. BYU is going to be much closer to a Georgia than an Eastern Washington. That is correct. And uh, BYU, obviously, we all know here, they just love playing the Pac-12. They what do. is it, 6-7 in a row against the Pac? I've many, lost track. Many in a row. <laughs> um, gosh, what a critical loss for Oregon if they can't come up with this one. 1-2 and two to start the season. I just, I like BYU here. I like the Cougs. Um, obviously get the huge win over Baylor. That was a prove-it win for them. Yep. And Kalani Sataki has got this program going great places. Uh, so I, I like BYU. I'm gonna go with Tulane over Kansas State this weekend.
1: Ooh, man, I like the Green Wave in this. They're one of two remaining undefeated teams in the American. I like their QB, uh, Michael Pratt. I don't know. I think for some reason they could. They're they're right now 14 point underdogs. But you know what? I'm taking them. Who was it that Tulane almost knocked off a year ago? Was
0: that Texas A&M?
1: There was. I'll, I'll get on that. LSU was
0: one of those. You're right. There was a team last year they almost knocked off. That's an interesting pick, especially because it was Oklahoma, right? It was Oklahoma. Yeah, Oklahoma. That's right. They were close too, and it was the same quarterback, I believe. Interesting pick. I mean, Colt. While you're saying interesting things, let's let's throw it to your corner for Locke
1: <laughs> in week three. I'm saying questionable things is what's happening in this quarter uh, every week. I don't know. Hopefully, you guys will be hammering these picks. I don't know. I think I should start fading my picks. Uh, because they didn't do too hot last week, <laughs> and now I'm not too sure about this week. But here's oh what goodness. we got: <laughs> the the questionable okay, is We got Oklahoma to cover a <laughs> ten and a half point spread. We've got UTSA getting 12 and a half points versus Texas. I think that's a lock based on how how we all analyzed that game. Mm, I would agree. Okay, Tulane is getting 14 and a half. I just had them winning the game outright. Okay, Okay, so that's the three locks. Perfect. Parlay, I think this might pay out like around $70 to $80. Not sure what's going to happen. I haven't hit one yet, but maybe this is the week. (laughs) We've got... Mississippi State and LSU over 53 and a half Mississippi State didn't hit the over last weekend but that's why there's another weekend this weekend okay Pitt to cover a nine and a half point spread versus Western Michigan even though Pitt's on the road I think they're a far superior team hammer them to get it done and I got Miami getting five and a half versus Texas A&M I think they might actually win the game so those are my picks (laughs) I may hit a reverse parlay this weekend, or maybe I'll hit all of them. I have no idea. I'll
0: tell you what, Cole. Your confidence is
1: completely shot from
0: from week zero (laughs) to now. This is just hilarious now. (laughs) We'll see how many you can get right. Let's jump into the Pac-12. It is a Pac-12 show, after all. Uh, And let's start with the Pac-12 panic meter. (laughs) Uh, We've got seven teams here in the Pac-12 that maybe one or two things hasn't gone quite the way they had hoped. And we've got 3 a scale of three things in the panic meter. Either they should relax, maybe feel the pressure, or hit the panic button. Uh, let's start from the top. We've got the Oregon
2: Ducks. Feel the pressure until they lose to BYU, at which point they would hit the panic button. But right now, there's a lot of pressure on Oregon to go out and win at least nine games and make an appearance in the uh, Pac-12 championship game. And, you know, maybe they're trying to boost their resume to get into the Big Ten. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows right now? But uh, as far as the season goes, I don't think Ducks fans can feel too easy, even after the big win against uh, Eastern Washington, how they played against Georgia. There's no way they can, they can feel good about it.
1: I think for Oregon so far, you can just relax. You, can, you played Georgia. You didn't look good. But you're still a quality team. Let's see how you do against BYU. Then, uh, then ask me that question again. I agree. I say relax, right? It's BYU. You're
0: welcome into Austin. If you lose, I think you could jump straight to hit the panic exactly. button. Because 1-2 and two is not fun to look at. But I think for now you can relax. We've got California. They're 2-0, and but they looked a little sloppy in their first two games. How's Cal feeling?
2: Probably feel the pressure. Um, that UNLV game was way too close for comfort. 6-point win. I kind of considered picking UNLV as my upset pick. And that ended up looking pretty decent. Uh, I didn't obviously pick that game, but I'm just not impressed with Cal. And each as the years go on under Justin Wilcox, they just get more and more mid. Yeah. There's just yeah. nothing exciting aside from Jaden Ott, uh, the great is that his name? Ott, yeah. Uh, the wide receiver, running back kind of yep. hybrid guy. Uh, he's he's a great talent that is going to be exciting to watch, but. There's a lot of pressure on Cal to make a bowl game a this season. A lot
0: of pressure on Cal. Uh, yeah, okay. I see what you did there.
2: Uh, but yeah, that's where I have uh, Cal at. Can you
1: hit the panic button for being too mid? Like, can you hit the <laughs> panic button for being two and Because that's what I'm gonna do. I just don't wow. like Cal. They've looked sluggish. They've they were pathetic last year. They had the COVID thing. I thought you know this year was no excuse. They have all their guys and they still look bad. So I'm gonna panic because they look too mid. I'm going to say because Washington and Washington State look good, feel the pressure for Cal.
0: The rest of the Pac-12 North looks good, mm. and you are not looking good. So feel the pressure for that reason alone. <laughs> We've got Colorado.
2: Oh. I guess panic button, but <laughs> did Colorado fans have other expectations? I guess that's fair. I, you, you, they don't have a quarterback.
0: Yeah, They don't have
2: a quarterback. There's just absolutely nothing to write home about. In Boulder. Hit the panic and button. And that is terrifying. I don't see a win on their schedule. Agreed. Hit the panic button.
1: I'm going to go relax. You know, this, <laughs> <laughs> this year is a bust. We knew coming into the year that it was a bust. Just start thinking about next season. Chill out. All right, UCLA,
0: they've had a little sketchy moments in their first few weeks. They're still undefeated. How are we feeling?
2: Relax for the reason you just said. They're undefeated. Yeah, they looked a little sluggish here and there, but at the end of the day, They were able to close the deal and, you know, turn those sluggish performances into convincing wins. And uh, there's no reason to think they shouldn't go 4-0. Because after South Alabama, well, I just spoiled a pick. But after South Alabama, they've got Colorado next week. So uh, as long as they look good, they're 4-0. Yes, USC and Utah are scary. Um, Yes, Arizona is better than they have been in seasons past. But for now, UCLA can relax... And know that, at bare minimum, they're a 7-8 win team.
1: Yeah. I'm going to double down on that. I'll have them relaxing. Okay. Uh, The Arizona Wildcats.
2: One and one. I kind of said feel the pressure, but I'm going to say relax, actually. Uh, I know there's higher expectations this year than in years past, but for U of A fans, they've just got to be enjoying the fact that they're not the doormat of the conference anymore. they're They're competitive. Yes, they got... You know, the score was a little bit more lopsided last week against Mississippi State than I think the game was. Mm -hmm. Um, But right now, I think U of A knows they're going to pick some teams off. And they've got a huge game against North Dakota State this week. And I think that will actually tell us a lot about what kind of crew Jed Fish has. So for now, U of A fans can relax. Yeah,
1: they've got a Hawaiian at quarterback. He's (laughs) thinking about the islands, the beach. They're absolutely chilling. Last weekend, you're playing against an SEC team. You may actually lose this weekend against North Dakota State, but it's fine. You've got Cal and Colorado coming up on the slate.
2: I'd agree. Relax. Stanford. Feel the pressure. Their schedule is absolutely brutal. It's arguably... It's not as difficult as Colorado's, but it's almost as tough to find wins yeah. for them on that schedule and like, pick some teams off. You kind of feel like the ceiling for this team is like 5 and 7 maybe if they if things kind of click if the even right that, way, if, 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 if that. that. Tanner McKee hasn't looked great. Uh, I was really excited about him at one point last year, but he, he's just he's kind of mid. Uh for now feel the pressure, but of course, Stanford David Shaw, he's not going anywhere. I guess he's done enough early enough uh, in his career at Stanford to, to get lifetime treatment, so I guess if Stanford fans were expecting bowl game, feel the pressure.
1: I think feel the pressure as well, I mean, Washington, Oregon, and Oregon State coming up, you could very well start the season 1-4, and four, which, I don't know, would you fire David Shaw after starting 1-4, and because if so, then maybe you'd start to panic, but as of right now I think it's just feeling the pressure.
0: I would agree with that. Definitely feeling the pressure. I feel like David Shaw is somehow unfireable, though, with what yeah, he's done Yeah, there's no program. way. Uh, and then last, we've got our very own Sun Devils, Arizona State,
2: one and one. Fans can relax, because to this point, the team has done exactly what we've expected them to do. Mm-hmm. They, In fact, I think they looked even better against NAU than a lot of people have expected. The passing game looks maybe a little bit better than last year's. Running game is decent. It just comes down to, you know, the third down offense is atrocious. The play calling is a little bland. But for now, I think ASU fans, their expectations are go to a bowl game and beat U of A, and I think those two things are very much in play at this point in the season. So the schedule ahead is tough, but if ASU can kind of get through that uh, and, you know, even if they're two and three, they can rally and and win a couple games back-to-back-to-back think this uh, program can relax right now
1: yeah I think you know the team is is chilling you know for what it is this season but I think you can't go to sleep at night you know getting a good night's rest knowing that you could wake up the next day and maybe there's potential sanctions from you know the (laughs) allegations or whatever happened Um, yeah I don't think you can relax in that in that case but the current team is fine I would agree I'd say
0: relax defenses looked really good oh the defenses Amazing. How about them some devils? Anyways, let's uh, let's jump into our week three Pac-12 picks. Um, we've got a few to talk about here. This one, the FCS games look more intriguing than the mid games they in do. this year. Wow. We've got fourth-ranked FCS team, Montana State, playing Oregon State at a neutral site in Portland, which is sold out, by the way. Let's
2: go. Yeah, Montana State has looked really good this year. That's a great program, consistent winner in the big sky, Oregon State took care of business in their first two games, the last one being pretty sketchy. Yes. <laughs> I thought there was a good chance they'd be 1-1 and at this point, but the fact that they're 2-0 and and a chance to close out this formidable non-conference schedule, 3-0, I mean, that would just be incredible for Jonathan Smith and, and just where he's taken this program, if they can get it done, and I think they will. Oregon State is just so crafty on offense. They don't have yeah. the skill players that USC has. They're not gonna, you know, burn you for ninety-yard touchdown passes with, you know, Tyreek Hill speed going down the field. They're gonna, you know, they're gonna run the ball. They're gonna do the Jack Coletto thing, whatever yes, you want to call it. I mean, yes it,
1: sir, the Jackhammer.
2: Uh, I like Oregon
1: State. Uh, I'm taking the beeves. despite playing the fourth-ranked FCS team in the nation right now. I still think Oregon State will win this. Partly because I like that they're playing it in Portland versus Corvallis. I think it kind of allows you to not overlook them because it's a neutral environment in a new setting where you want to show, you know, a different fan base how good you are versus looking ahead to USC the following weekend, which could be bad.
0: Yeah, um, I agree. Oregon State, I think, takes care of business um, in a neutral site game, which is sold out. So you'd like to think a lot of Oregon State fans have showed up for that game, could see a decent amount of Montana. Fans or Montana yeah. State fans. But
2: That's I, a cardinal
0: like, sin you just committed. Uh, you're right. I did it again. Uh, <laughs> I, I think the Beeves win. Uh, next up, we've got number one ranked FCS team, North Dakota State really? traveling to play Arizona.
2: I watched North Dakota State's game against North Carolina A&T. They are absolutely legit. Yeah. I know North Carolina A&T is another FCS program, but North Dakota State looks like a Power 5 football team. They're fast. They're physical. They're always getting good quarterback play. Their offensive line is ridiculous. On defense, they're solid. They've allowed uh, a total of 17 points in two games. North Dakota State is just an absolute machine. And if, I think if you promoted them to the FBS right now, this is like a fringe top 25 team. Yeah. The biggest concern about North Dakota State is that they're going to be playing in the Heat. They play in in an enclosed stadium Mm -hmm. in North Dakota, where it's you know 80 degrees right now, pretty temperate. You already know they got air conditioning in the Fargo Dome. They're not going to have that in Tucson. True. So, are they going to be able to keep up the pace as the game goes on? And obviously, they're dealing with Jaden Delora, who is probably the best quarterback they're going to face all year. Wow. Best quarterback. The skill talent (laughs) on U of A's offense is going to give North Dakota State fits on defense. However, North Dakota State has been there, done that. You already know they have this game circled on their calendar. Give me the bison to get the win in Tucson.
1: Yeah, I had too much Hawaii slander on this episode so far, so I've got U of A because of Jaden DeLora. Valid. I've got North Dakota State because of North Dakota State. I just think
0: (laughs) they win this one. Uh, Let's shoot through these mid games kind of rapid fire. We got South Alabama at UCLA. I
2: already said UCLA. UCLA. UCLA all
0: day. We got Colorado State traveling to play Wazoo. I like Wazoo. I don't know. Kind of sketchy, I think. A little bit. Nah, Washington State, though. Okay, I pick Washington State. We got one in our backyard. We'll all be there. Eastern Michigan at ASU. You heard it here
2: first. ASU's live to pitch a shutout. I think ASU's defense is, is so legit. Eastern Michigan, same thing as North Dakota State. They're coming from the north. Teams from the Midwest and the north have a really hard time playing in Tempe early in the season. Eastern Michigan, I think, is going to come out looking sluggish. ASU gets the offense going. Give me the Sun Devils handily. I
0: hey. like the Sun Devils, too. Forks up. ASU easy. All right. Let's get to the big ones. This one could could have fallen in the mid category. We got Cal at an
2: 0-2 Notre Dame squad. Weird. If Notre Dame's back was not against the wall, I would say Cal's kind of a sleeper, trendy pick here, but Cal just is is so uninspiring, and uh, Notre Dame, uh, if they're 0-3, this Morgan Freeman tenure is already in Jimmy Lake territory. They're eerily similar Obviously, without the character issues that uh, Jimmy Lake had. Marcus Freeman, you said Morgan Freeman. Oh my gosh, <laughs> Marcus Freeman. Uh, I was like
1: Morgan Freeman. Hey,
2: uh, Marcus Freeman, my bad. Uh, but I like I like Notre Dame in in an ugly game.
1: Yeah, I got Marcus Freeman getting his first win. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's funny to say, <laughs> but I think it's gonna be an ugly, sloppy game. I think Notre Dame takes care of business, wins like 26 to 13 or something like that. BYU at Oregon,
1: hate him. We know your pick, cool. Cougs. Oh, man, this is a tough one, man. I'm going to go BYU in this. I think it is wow. a tough place to play in Autzen. But, man, I think riding the high of last weekend is going to carry over into this weekend. Give me the kooks. Hey, I'm liking an Oregon redemption game here. I think Ducks also in, in
0: kind of a uh, got to win situation if they want to reach their goals this season in Autzen. Autzen's a scary place to play. Yep. BYU, they have they're certainly not a team to be trifled with. Um, they they have shown their backbone under Kalani Satake. and but I think the Ducks just edged this one out. Um, next up we have Colorado <laughs> at Minnesota.
2: Minnesota by however they want. I this could this could very well be like a forty nine to seven Golden Gopher massacre Roll Minnesota. Roll the
1: boat. Roll the boat. I got Minnesota.
0: Uh, Cole asked me last week if Hawaii would cover the spread versus Michigan, and I said, Colt, at this point you're not talking about. Football. You're talking about mercy. And it's exactly <laughs> what we're talking about in this game. How much mercy will Ouch. Minnesota show against Colorado? Minnesota by a billion. Um, number 11, Michigan State. Traveling to Washington, the Huskies are favored in this game.
2: Dating back to last year, this is. I've always liked the spot here for Washington, and I'm going to stick with that. Washington is the most, or at least in my opinion, they're the most improved offense in the Pac 12 next to maybe USC. Yeah. Uh, I think Washington gets it done at home by, like, a field goal. Uh, I I just like Washington here. Give me the dogs. I'm going to
0: ride with it. I was picking that one all off season two. I remember we we both – Kept hammering that one.
2: I
1: like Washington as well.
2: No more Kenneth Walker for Michigan State. Nah, I like Phoenix over Thorne, but
1: also Wayne Papa is on Washington, so give me Washington. Wow, a clean sweep
0: of Washington We're gonna picks. We're going to get slandered we for that. Could
1: get, we could get some absolute
0: slander. <laughs> San Diego State at Utah, hey, they beat the Utes last year. That's
2: true, but San Diego State has looked bad this year, and uh, they got a absolute Fastball right down the middle matchup against Idaho State last week. Yeah, I I'm not feeling good about the Aztecs this year, and it doesn't help that they beat Utah last year. Utah, they'll be ready blowout. They'll be ready.
1: Yeah, unless it's uh, Air Force, I'm not picking um, any Mountain team in the Mountain West. Right. So <laughs> Commissioner me... just resigned, by the way, today. Correct. After all that, give me Utah. Yeah,
0: Utah. I think they take out their anger. We saw Utah. That's another reason I picked the Ducks. We saw Utah and Oregon both take out their anger against teams. I think they're going to keep doing that, and I think it could be dangerous to play one of those two teams down the stretch here. Next up we got Fresno State. They look really good at
2: number seven, USC. They do, but uh, USC not only needs to win this game, they need to look impressive uh, for the Pac-12. The Pac-12 really needs that to happen, and I think USC will win this game handily. Uh, They'll cover that, what is it, a 12, 13-point spread. Uh, Give me the Trojans by like three touchdowns.
1: Yeah, but over under 74 points right now. That is just kind of crazy. (laughs) I was initially going to put that in my lock of chaos, but... Got too sketchy. Yeah, you got too sketchy for my already sketchy picks. I got USC in this one. I think they got better weapons, but Fresno State is a scary team. Fresno State's offense is legit, and Jake Hayner is awesome, and I picked
0: Fresno State to beat USC in the preseason not going to stick with that pick. USC's <laughs> offense is also awesome. This will be high scoring. Yep. USC wins. I I look for a weird like like 50 to 37 game. Yeah. Fresno State scores a lot. USC still wins. That's
1: over 74, Butch.
0: Yes, sir. If you did the math, it, that is over 74. <laughs> um, but let's jump into Factor Fiction. We just finished, uh, it's a packed slate. I think the Pac-12 has the best out-of-conference games of any conference yep, this week. Absolutely. I think that's safe to
2: say. Good
1: stuff.
0: Um, but Factor Fiction. Uh, the Sun Belt champion will represent the group
1: of five in a New Year's Six Bowl.
2: Fiction, because BYU is going to oh. be that team.
1: Um, fact. I'm going to go with maybe Appalachian State let's getting in go. there. Let's go. Go App State. You'll love to see it.
0: Uh, Factor fiction, we will witness two more top ten upsets this week.
1: Fiction. Uh, Probably they fiction. Play <laughs> all Probably fiction. I, hey, I believe the all none play None of us thought cakes.
0: a top ten upset was coming last week.
1: Yeah. We got two of them. What, well, is Youngstown State going to beat Kentucky? Could happen.
2: <laughs> the Penguins. Is UConn
1: beating Michigan? I don't know.
0: It, anything could happen. It's college oh, football, baby. Man. I'll, I'll take that as a bunch of fictions. Factor fiction, Scott Frost will Eventually, be the head coach at a different Power Five team.
2: Eventually, like 20 years down the road. Fact,
1: I'm gonna say fiction. Okay. I, I
2: think he'll get another group of five job, though. Does he coach at Alabama? No,
0: fiction. No. Oh, no way, not I'm like gonna... not head coach, no, 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 but a, you know, like offensive yeah, analyst or something.
2: I, I say fact, I don't like the fit. That's where they all go. It's where they all go. It's true. I could see him going back to the Pac 12. Oh, wow, really, oh. as an offensive coordinator.
1: Interesting, maybe
0: back to UCF. Uh, Factor Fiction, Minnesota wins the Big Ten West.
2: I like, I like the Gophers. Give me
1: fact. After Wazoo beat Wisconsin? Hell yeah. Give me Minnesota. Iowa looks awful on offense as well. Uh, Factor
0: Fiction, Kansas makes a bowl game.
2: I'm not ready to go that far. No, come on.
0: It's right there.
2: Man, what are they, 2-0 and oh right They're now? They're oh, 2-0, What, do they? they need four more? They need
0: four. Give three, me four technically more. Technically three more if they want. Kansas is a bowl game <laughs> fact. Uh, Factor fiction, Texas A&M should consider parting ways with Jimbo Fisher.
2: Mm, fiction. Even though I said if they lose, he's on the hot seat. I mean, right now, fiction. If they lose, different story. Okay. The recruiting classes <laughs> are still legit. That's true. That's true. That's, true. That's accurate. And wh- who else, what, what are they going to do if they fire Jimbo? Exactly. I mean, what else, where do you go from there? Todd Graham. <laughs> Factor fiction, Marcus Freeman could be
0: fired this season.
2: Fiction. No, it doesn't happen. Fiction. Unless, unless he goes, like, 3-9 and nine or something, which I don't see that Unless happening.
0: he goes 0-12. Oh, okay. Um, fact or fiction, the USC head coaching job is cursed. It's not quite cursed for Lincoln Riley yet, but Lane Kiffin, Steve Sarkeesian, Clay Helton, and Ed Orgeron fact. all did better things beyond USC. 100% fact, yes. I say that in light of, of Clay Helton's springing and upset, and Sark looks like he's got Texas as his... A Contender in the Big 12 this year. Yep. Uh, fact or Fiction, Colorado was one of the worst Pac-12 teams we have seen
2: ever. Fact.
0: It it looks bad I'm not disagreeing with that. Okay. Fact or Fiction, Nebraska makes a bowl game. Fiction No way, bro. <laughs> no way. That's the believe. lock of the century. Fact or Fiction, Hawaii shocks the nation this week and beats Duquesne. Yeah, Duquetsky's not winning. <laughs> Fact. Jimmy Chang's Give gonna get the his first win. Go both. Alright, we've got like two minutes left. Let's uh let's do a rapid-fire name game.
2: Uh, all right, I'll start it off. Cole, Cole. you gotta go quick. Yeah, okay. linebacker at UC Berkeley, or Cal. Blake Anzolotis. B L A K-E. Yes. Anzolotis. A. Correct. N. Correct. Z. Incorrect. Uh Anzalatis, A, N, S. Incorrect. And you're terrible. You missed, you missed a T in Ooh. between the N and the Z. It was Anzalatis, A, N, T, Z, O, U, L, A, T, O, S. <laughs> Why are we throwing terrible.
1: unnecessary
0: T's in names? Here we go. Washington State landbreaker Diane Henley. Diane? Yep. Diane? Yep. D. Yep. Y. Nope. One more time. D. I. Nope. Wrong again. It's D-A-I-Y-N. Thank you for playing, Colt. Let's, like, Michael Scott, take us to our outro. What? (laughs) Probably the quickest failure we've ever seen. (laughs) Bring a face and go out there and be their leader. It's over. We are screwed. All right, we're down to our our final minute here on Pacific Point of View. Uh,
2: What are you guys looking forward to? Looking forward to uh, Sun Devil victory going into conference play as a 2-1 football team.
1: Looking forward to uh, 1-3 on the season. Go Bows, baby. (laughs) And I'm looking forward to another Oregon State W. It's
0: been a great year for us. Uh, Let's go Beavers. Let's do it. If that's all we got, I'm Tyler Budge. I'm Hayden Weber. And I'm Colt Amadova. And with that, we wave goodbye. Back
1: to the near side.